1: Hey everybody! Welcome to the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, the Fourth of July Sunday Night version. Um, if you hear some explosions in the back, apparently Jeff's neighborhood is very big on the Fourth of July. So there's a lot of big bangs that, uh, as we were chatting beforehand, I heard. So it might it should be pretty adventurous. But I hope everybody uh, has had a good holiday. Look forward to talking to baseball. Um, and we are sponsored by WinBet. That's W Y N N Bet. We appreciate them for that. Other than that, uh, Jeff, how are you this uh, this Sunday night?
2: I'm doing well. Um... Distracted a little bit. Uh, the 4th of July is big in my neighborhood. We uh, we have a parade that goes up and down our streets in the morning. Uh, everybody rents golf carts or bug, uh, Jeeps and dune buggies and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's an unincorporated area of L.A., which means they get away with every firework known to man. And uh, you'll be hearing them through the broadcast. We all have block parties. If you hate the 4th of July, you, you would hate my neighborhood. <laughs>
1: And actually that, that. sounds pretty fun. I was just actually up at a uh, a family's uh, family member's house up at the Rose Bowl, and it was the same kind of thing. Everybody's like they're piling in there because there's a huge show there in about about an hour. Or so I got yeah. out of there before it started to avoid the uh, the mass chaos and traffic. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I think people are really excited to have this year when last year it got fully skipped.
2: yep yeah, uh, you're right about that, um, and it's a weekend day, so it makes it yeah. crazier. I know tomorrow is when it's officially observed, like as a holiday for people, but.
1: What are um, what what are holidays, Jeff? I don't know what you speak of. Yeah, I know.
2: Yeah, are there games being played? Then
1: yeah, <laughs> there you go.
2: My nope. birthday that was a holiday. There that that no, was
1: actually a holiday.
2: No, uh, no day games
1: tomorrow, right? That's weird.
2: Yeah, well, it's because it's Monday though. I mean, it's a travel day. Yeah, but it's and, a
1: holiday. You think they would have had a couple in there, right?
2: And you know what? Do you have day games for Memorial Day and Labor Day all the time? Yeah, so. right.
1: The first yeah. game tomorrow is three o'clock. Because I was like, the Giants are actually kind of doing a day game. It's three o'clock in San Francisco, but uh, I'm surprised we don't have some some 10 a.m. games here on the uh, on, on the West Coast.
2: Nobody fails to do uh, uh, to market like MLB. Um, it's,
1: it's they'd rather uh, it's, like drag the game down. It's almost impossible how bad they do it sometimes. It's like yeah. you couldn't like sometimes you're like I, you can't try to do this as badly, but. Uh, they they managed to somehow, but uh, it's still persevering. We got Shohei Otani hitting that bomb yet today was absurd. Like I, I, I usually don't do the like, Oh, someone hit a home run tweet, but he hit it so far that I got to just automatically did it. I just could not believe where it ball landed. It was like, it was like Bo Jackson, all-star game level landing. It was crazy.
2: Yeah. And it's every day of something. It, it, it's awesome. I mean, we've led the show off a couple of times and it, it, it's cr- pretty crazy. Uh, it's it, it just, it, it, it's awesome to watch. I can't wait to see him in the home run derby on Monday. And <laughs> I, I, I'm Field. curious
1: if he's like a home run derby guy. Like, you know, there's some yeah. guys that are just home run derby guys. Like Todd Frazier was always that. You, you, you didn't expect him He's an awesome in home run derbies. And we don't expect sure. we just from Vlad last, I guess, two years ago, but Vlad was awesome in that, but yeah. it'll be, uh, it should be a lot of fun. I'm really curious to see if you can just, just hit bombs. cause it seems like everything he hits in the air, a line drive is a home run. It's crazy. It
2: is. It is. And you know, I, I, I mean. What a way to expand the game! Now that's yeah. something that's marketing the game, right? Hundred percent. You know, internationally, everyone's going to be going nuts for that. You know, Jesse Winker makes the All Star team, and I ask him, "Do, do you miss? Are you, are you upset that you're not in the uh, Home Run Derby?" He says, "No way! I'm going to have a beer and watch Otani." And, and it, you know, and it's like it's,
1: just like everybody else. It's cool you mentioned Winker because I like, think a lot of people that are very cynical about the about the All Star Game and all that kind of thing. And like you saw Winker's reaction when he found out that he he got to, he got a starting job, and like he was actually emotional. I mean, at least it means a lot to a lot of these guys, especially the younger guys who never been there like right. i know we kind of joke about it in the fan vote and there's a lot of cynicism about it but like guys really care about it's, it's a big honor to make the baseball stream. i think it's i think it's obviously way bigger than the freaking pro bowl which nobody cares about but like maybe right. all-star game is pretty big but i feel like the major baseball game has like the tradition stuff the guys really really care when they make it yeah they do i'll be honest i don't get all into the all-star game
2: but i i also it's we take a break that's yeah. the one time we get a break all year i think so yeah um Although I, you know, I'm I'm going to be excited because there's two reds starting now. Yep. So I think that whether they both deserve to, I don't know. I mean, I mean, they're both having a great year, but well, I, I think it's Castellanos, more than just two. Castellanos,
1: Castellanos clearly deserves it, right?
2: Yeah. Although it, I think it rises to the level of your debate, though, is like, are you voting for the best players? Are you voting for the best three months? You know, and
1: I'm, who do you, who do you uh, really want to see? Like, Twenty five percent player, seventy five percent, kind of what they've done this year, and I, I just think it's fun. I, I take it more as fun than most people do. Most people get. I, I was a little, uh, I was a little bummed that Chris Bassett Chris Bassett didn't make it. Although I think he'll make it because there's gonna be a lot of pitchers that are back out. But uh, right, I thought he was the one guy and the A's. You know, having a good year, they're winning a lot. There's three Rangers on the team somehow, but uh, I would like yeah. to see Bassett make it.
2: Yeah, uh, who? Which Rangers made it? I haven't even looked at that stuff.
1: Uh, it's, a, it's a really good question. I just saw that three Rangers made it. I don't, uh, I don't fully remember which three it was. Th- was Come though.
2: on, <laughs> I know. Just kidding. You know what? If you go by earned auction values, the top three earners in the outfield for the NL are Acuna, Cassianos, and Winker. So yeah, I mean, yeah, go. they got it right. And then it's a big drop off down to Brian Reynolds as the next National League outfielder.
1: Wow, that's Which, a good. That's a good note because he's one of the guys I want to talk about today.
2: Raises the question on uh, you know our perceptions there a little bit there. Uh, you know, and the funny thing is, oh, I there's there's a question. Do you want to see Mookie Betts in an All Star game? I do. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Um. Maybe uh, he doesn't want to go. Maybe he wants the time off.
1: Joey Gallo, Kyle Gibson, and Adolis Garcia were the three Rangers.
2: I can see it. I can see it. Uh, Adolis Garcia, I really want to see there. Yeah, that's the one that gets me too. excited.
1: Yeah, he should be fun. I'm, i I want. There's like I think there's three spots in the home run derby left. They got If Gallo's going to the game, you got to give him the home run derby if he wants. to. Uh, I right. agree. I was just going to say he'd be yeah. awesome. With it, Yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, week 15 coming up. We do have one more full week before the All Star break. Before we jump into Fab, uh, big week because there's a uh, you know it's uh, kind of getting the games in before the All Star break. Next week there's only uh, every team has three games only. Uh, 14 teams with seven games. No no teams with five games. Look at some schedules. I like the Padres schedule. They have four against Washington, three against Colorado. I, I was looking for some fringy Padres, like a pro Profar might be a guy that uh, if you're going to pick him up this week, it's a week to do it. The twins have a good schedule, uh, three against the White Sox, four against Detroit. You got to like that pitching. They miss G. Although maybe that's not such a bad thing these days, we're going to talk a little bit later. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, no, no interleague games in NL parks, which is nice. Or in NL parks, they're all they're all in AL parks. The, the series there are, so that's nice too. But uh, were there any teams that you were really attacking uh, in terms of uh, this, this upcoming week? Uh, the Rockies are on the road, so we kind of we kind of lose that obvious one right away.
2: Well, you lose the Rockies hitters, but then again, you find pitchers going up against them. So, like that's true. That's true. I prioritize Mer- Merrill Kelly, for instance. Yep. And Ryan Weathers was another one that I kind of prioritized, especially lefties against the Rockies on the road, Rocky Road, as uh, yep. Nick Pollock always likes to say, but his uh, streamer guide. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, the problem with Ryan we- Weathers, obviously, though, how deep into the game is he going to go? Yeah. I Jace Tingler today, Bryce Snell went. Uh, Bryce, uh, uh, Bryce Snell had uh, Blake, Blake Snell. Blake Snell. God, what am I? <laughs> Happy Fourth, everybody. There's, a, there's, right.
1: there's someone I did that on last week, and I, it took me like ten minutes to come up with his first name. I can't remember who it was. I wish yes. I could think of it, but Isn't it's it weird.
2: More blocks happen. Anyhow, yeah. Snell had four shutout
1: innings, eighty-one pitches, and a five-nothing lead, and Tingler yanked him. Yep. They I- do, he does weird stuff with Musgrove too. Every time I look up Musgrove, pitches four innings, like it's just he's gonna he's gonna thrash that bullpen at some point, right?
2: I, you think so. And maybe it's all about preserving the starters. I, yeah. I, I don't know, but it, it it's annoying me a little yeah. bit there. And, you know, uh, I, you know, Liz was whining about, I mean, complaining about uh, <laughs> Snell also on Twitter and I go, well, you know, at least he's on the team. You know, thankfully he joined a team that knows how to optimize them instead of those nerdy know-it-all <laughs> ruining the game raise. Right. Oops. Kevin Cash. What an idiot. <laughs>
1: Yeah, right, yeah, they have no success in Tampa Bay. I don't know if they're yeah. doing. But, uh, good All Star break note though. If you do, uh, just think about, it. we're not going to have a podcast next week because you are going to be uh, you will be out of town and uh, we kind of take next week off. But there are uh, the week after this one, there are three games for everybody. So make sure next week in Fab, uh, you want to backfill. I usually pick up a couple of relievers just because you're probably not going to get nine guys who are who are starting or relieving. So you know it's it's hard. Every team has three games. Those back end starters not going to start. You also have the issue that. By the time we do fab on Sunday, we don't really know who's going Friday, Saturday, Sunday. A lot of times right. someone may throw in the all-star game. Maybe they push them back or maybe they want someone to, they want to go left, right, left, right, whatever it may be. Um, so I usually try and just strategy wise, pick up a, a reliever or two. If I can, if I have the roster space to make sure that I, I've got to some active arms in that, in that week.
2: There's one exception, by the way, what is Red it? Sox and Yankees play on Thursday. Uh, do they have those, I, a game? I,
1: I figured there was one, uh, there had to be one game. Oh, it's a makeup, not just a TV game.
2: I think it's a makeup. Okay. Uh, but, uh, because why else would they? They feel like they'd be kind of get screwed otherwise. But so we'll, uh, we'll
1: get a we'll get a standalone game on Thursday of the Red Sox just mashing Garrett Colvin, huh? man, crazy. It's, my, it's wild. Uh,
2: he, yeah, it, it's wild and it's terrible.
1: So yeah. my
2: aces on my two main event teams are Cole and Giolito. Uh, I actually it's didn't, been a bad three weeks.
1: I didn't know that when I said that. I apologize. I did not. I was it's not taking. Okay. I was not taking a shot at your teams there. Your teams are better than mine. So there's that. But I don't think they wild. are
2: anymore. But I,
1: I think they probably are. It's wild. Cole, I don't know what's up. I mean, I don't know. Like, how much are you, are you putting in this sticky stuff? We're going to talk about Giolito later. I actually want to talk about him a little bit. But like, how worried are you about someone like Garrett Cole right now? I mean, obviously, in the NFC, you're starting him. But if you're in a trade league, are you thinking about trading him? Are you thinking about buying him if you're a trade league? Where do you stand with him at the moment?
2: I, I want to think he's going to uh, figure it out. In fact, Fred and I on Tuesday posed the question, Gossman or Cole for the rest of the year? And – he then he did a poll on it afterward, Twitter poll on it. I was on the, you know, I was with the majority that said Cole, um, cause I'm McSquarex in. How, how
1: big was the majority?
2: Like 59 41.
1: Oh, that's, uh, that's pretty crazy. If you think about that three months ago, it would have been, you know, 90, 98 to two. So,
2: yeah. And I predicted to be 75 25. So I yeah. was a little brazen with that. Uh, I think he figures it out, but hey, how much? How much is he going to lose ground? But you know, Goswin walked five in his last start too. He let's did. let's not forget that. And the day we posed that question, he walked five uh, against the. It was against, albeit against the Dodgers. Uh, so take that with the appropriate grain. So a good week for the Dodgers on the field. Um,
1: yeah. Oh, and, for all for all the talk about the Giants, it has been a great story. Suddenly, we're on July fourth, and the Dodgers caught
2: them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't see what did the Giants
1: lose again tonight. Oh, I don't know. The Dodgers caught them when they won this morning. I haven't seen the the Giants because they
2: played that, that late game. And, they did. Yeah. We've been entertaining guests, so I didn't catch the late game. So I'll have to they're they're up
1: they're up five to one in the night. So they uh, they're going to go back up half game. But point yeah. stands for all the talk of I mean the Giants and the Giants have been great. The record's great. What are the Dodgers doing? Like we got to July and they've already caught them. So it's just uh, the the, yeah. the panic over the Dodgers was absurd. They won nine games in a row. That team is just absurdly good still. And they and they have pitching issues right now. They have a lot of depth issues because they we never thought that'd be a problem. But you know with the injuries, um, with who the heck knows with Trevor Bauer, like they may have to move someone in the rotation this week.
2: So, Shu and I picked up David Price in one league, thinking I mean, they might stretch him out.
1: That's the guy, right? If you're going to do it. I mean, I, I know they – I think they threw uh, – I think they threw Usetta today for their bullpen game. I'm think about throwing him on Friday. Um, but, I mean, you know, the Dodgers are so good they throw in a bullpen game and they, they give one run in nine innings. But, um, yeah. yeah, they got they, – they have four pitchers right now. There, there's got to be someone in that spot. It's a valuable spot because they're, they're going to score runs. They're going to play well. And um, whoever it is in that spot, if they can go five, you sure want it.
2: Yeah, and Price has only gone two at a time now, yeah. um, so it's a white ways to go before he gets there. But you think about it this way: Gonsolin hasn't been great, um, and he's
1: and he's been going, going like three or four innings too. So I mean, it's tough. Yeah. Like he, he, it's hard to have two guys like that <sighs> every time through because it really hurts the bullpen. What
2: What if they piggyback off each other? That's yeah, you like that would be a natural pairing. Yeah. but then you I still you still need second a second one. Then
1: you still need a fifth guy, though, right?
2: Yeah, you do. Well, no, I well, yeah, you do actually. Um, yeah. And the thing is, too, like, I, I think uh, if I recall correctly, they've got some injuries in the with their prospects also. So that's the other problem. Um, I have to pull up their depth chart, but I know that. You know, they they usually have, like, eight starters, and they don't this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know? I, I think with the problem we started at the start of the year is, like, oh, my God, they have too many starters. They're going to skip starts, and they're going to be up by so much. And obviously, that hasn't happened. But, like, you look at – I think Josiah Gray is, like, their number one prospect, and he's only he's only thrown one game so far, so he's a long ways off. But um, I don't know. It's weird. There's not, uh, there's not like, a, a next guy up, it seems like, right now.
2: Yeah, uh, I think it is. I think it is price. That's my guess. That's if I'm I'm guessing that's it. Gray is hurt, if I recall correctly, or just or just got he just he started today. I think he's just
1: I think he's just coming back now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and coming off a shoulder impingement, uh. So this is his second outing. Is was today, July fourth. Yeah. So probably going to be a while before he's and
1: he's thin. He's thrown what forty innings above a ball. Like it's not like a guy that's fully ready right now either. So right. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's just it's, it's funny how when we talk in March about oh my God they have too many pitchers that stuff always works itself out, especially with pitching.
2: Yeah. Well, and I expect the Dodgers to be active on the trade market yeah. though too. I think yeah, that's they will whatever starters are out there they'll be after.
1: Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what uh, what they do. There's a lot of talk about a lot of teams that are kind of up there and teams we didn't expect to be competing that are. So it should be an interesting trade deadline. It'll be interesting to see if it happens a little quicker if we if we're going all the way up to the trade deadline. Yeah, that's right. Are you sure you're not shooting off those fireworks in your living room? <laughs> that's right. Um, are like your I daughters said, like your daughters like throwing cherry bombs at each other right now?
2: No, nope, it's sh- and this is going to go on for two more hours, um, just so you know, and may- maybe three. Uh, do, your,
1: it, do do your cats freak out or are do they do okay with it?
2: They're under our bed right now. Actually, yeah. one of them's out, but you know they, they
1: they're they're kind of used to it a little
2: bit, uh, but. The weird part is like when you get one of those that sprays out and it sounds like it's like raining on your roof uh, sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: I hope someone's out there with some hoses or something just in case. Oh,
2: I used to hose down my roof every year at first yeah. when I moved into this neighborhood. Um, it, it's just that much. It, <laughs> I had a neighbor, uh, ironically got divorced, but uh, on his, their last year out the door, he went to Pahrumpf in Vegas, you know, Nevada, and loaded up on all these fireworks and set it to choreography. He, had, he oh, set it all wow. to music. I mean, he was dedicated and like he went around the neighborhood taking collections. He spent four or five figures on fireworks easily. Is
1: that that why he got divorced?
2: Mm, He was probably (laughs) on that path to begin with, but I'm sure it was a contributing factor.
1: All right, let's jump off that talk and we'll jump into Fab before you get yourself in trouble. Uh, let's start with some pitchers. Uh, it was not a great week for uh, pitchers. I did not think there were a couple names, though. Want to ask you what you thought? Uh, the first is uh, Tyler McGill. I think it's still Tyler, even though he spells his name O R. Um, Pitched really well for the Mets in his uh, in his last start. Yeah. He had eight strikeouts in five innings, three earned runs. Uh, some big strikeout rates in the minors. Pitched pretty well in Double uh, A AA and Triple A this year. He made eight starts across those levels. Kind of a really quick rise. Although he obviously had a lot of injuries in the, in the Mets rotation. Uh, only threw seventy six innings in in uh, in twenty nineteen. He was pretty good in A and kind of struggled in Double A. Uh, were you in on McGill at all? Kind of what do you think he, as we're looking at going forward? Kind of in their uh, in the Mets rotation at the moment.
2: He was my top. Bid, albeit with small bids, like I'd be yeah. like 13, 15, 17 bucks. Uh I did not get him in either main. Uh I, I had to settle for others, but he was my top choice. The thing is, he went four and a third and went five in his two outings, both yeah. against the Braves. Yeah, pitched okay. You know, got the strikeouts at least, 12k's in nine innings so far. And you look, you know, carries out you look at the two levels in the minors this year. Forty-two in Double A was really dominating. Forty-two yeah. K's in twenty-six innings, but he did it as a twenty-five-year-old too. Yeah. So,
1: and I think that the two home starts this week, you know, I think built his hit uh, his price. He's, he gets Milwaukee and the second one to Pittsburgh, so it looks pretty nice on paper. Milwaukee strikes out a lot. I think that uh, I, I was in on two kind of for your your same range of bids, but I think that the, the two start week kind of uh, kind of hurt us and our chances to get him there. Yeah,
2: for sure. Uh I'll, I'll say this: the mm-hmm. fact that he's our top guy in mid-July speaks volumes, guy that was not on our radars. I mean, I, I, I'm sure there, there's some of the better players and, and, and the NFBC and some of the scout type guys knew about him more. He wasn't on my radar at all. I hadn't heard of him until, the, until he got the call.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I look at, I'm looking at my sheet right now. I write down starters that I'm remotely interested in and I usually have, you know, a column and a half or so um, I wrote down eight names this week that I was even considering bidding on. Like, I don't think I, I can't remember a week where I wrote down fewer names. And one of them, is Spencer Turnbull, who's on the IL, and I didn't really want to pick him up. But anyway, so seven active arms. Right. I, I don't think I've ever written down that uh, that few number uh, this at this point of the season.
2: I'm the same way, and you know, we uh, like we had to cut Spencer Howard from one of our teams in the main. I mean, that was he an throws, obvious he cut.
1: Three innings. There. It's just it just doesn't. It's, it's hard to work in fantasy. It doesn't work.
2: But you know what? All the guys were looking to pick up. I mean, it's the yeah, same It's true thing. too. Yeah. I mean, if you're lucky, you saw Tyler Anderson out there every yeah. once in a while. If you're, I will
1: no. I, I actually, I, I sat him in one like, last week. It was, it was
2: maybe cool. that was in the twelve. I saw him actually yeah. too. I might not. Have been, he might not even been available in the. 15. I mean, you're looking at
1: like every week, I look at Justice Sheffield. And I'm like, oh, he starts every week, and he has two starts <laughs> a week. But every week is terrible. Like he's just bad. It's just like I, I, I want some innings, but I just, I'll, I'll give, I'll throw a reliever before that. It's just, it, it's rough right now. I had. Uh, um colby allard was available in a couple leagues i think we talked about him a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago but he was right. really highly owned in the main event but only eight percent and 12 teamers so you kind of see the difference there um but pitched really well he has two home starts against detroit and oakland uh three and a half era k rates up walk rates down some pretty good numbers there swing strike rates at 10 percent. he feels like a guy that uh, you can get some some solid innings out of i don't think he's gonna be great but probably, you know hopefully won't hurt you so he was uh, he was second on my list after mcgill
2: and we talked about him two weeks ago. He got shelled. He did subsequently, yep. and then I think he was fine after that. I mean, we've seen him before. Yeah. I mean, I, he feels uh, like he's a guy. He's just a guy, right? Yeah. I mean, and yeah, that that's the problem. I mean, and even like the call ups that we see get called up. You know, Alec Manoa finally got you know figured out. Had a really good that, start against the Rays that, this that week. That
1: slider, that slider is disgusting when it's going. By the way, Whew. yeah, Nasty. that's
2: like that's the prize so far.
1: Yeah. You I know, think so too.
2: If Joe Ross was available, okay, great. He struck out eleven today in a loss, but you know, he seems like he's figuring it out. But that one, that, that ship has mostly left the harbor. You know, yeah. he, he wasn't and, available in too many and, places. And
1: you know the nine earned run starts coming at some point. You just have to find you just have to hope you miss it.
2: Yeah. yeah it's it could quick, be like Tom copy, you go back in time to get it on there.
1: It's what Joe Ross does, but um, an interesting name in twelve teamers. A guy that uh, I actually had at the top of my list above Allard and McGill this week was was actually John Gray. Um, two, I know the Rockies, but two two road starts. He's at uh, Arizona at San Diego. The second one's pretty scary with San Diego, but uh, two starts off the IL. Uh, five innings, ten strikeouts against the Brewers. Six innings, two hits, two walks, five strikeouts against Pittsburgh this week. Uh, ERA is actually under four for the year. I was actually surprised when I look at that. He's a guy that you always kind of think of the higher end because his half starts at Coors, and um, you know he finds a way to either some years he struggles there, some years he struggles on, on the road and j- he can never kind of put it together, but K rates up a little bit. Uh walk rate is also up, which you don't like to see, but uh, I don't know. I think that uh, if you're looking for two starts in a 12 team, I thought that gray was a, it was a reasonable shot this week.
2: Yeah. It, all of a sudden the Rocky starting pitchers are all turning in gems too. Yeah,
1: Marquez. Suddenly is just dealing every time. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. Uh, and gray and you know, the pirates scored two runs in their three games at course field. Two. That's
1: uh, nice. Yeah. That's but
2: meanwhile, they torched the Cardinals in St. Louis before yep. that one winning three out of four,
1: two runs in three games. Of course. Wow. That's I don't, I don't know if we've ever seen that almost
2: got no hit, you yep. know, they, they're, they're, but you know what Freeland dealt against them. Gray yep. dealt Marquez dealt. I mean, they're rolling right now a little bit in that series against the Cardinals or there, there weren't any high scoring affairs. There's one game where the Cardinals scored six runs in the 10th inning, but it right, made it look right. like that. It was like a nine to three game. But aside from that, I mean, the, the, the the, I mean, the Cardinals, you expected, like, yeah, we're going to – I have Cardinal bets. I have Tyler O'Neill who got hurt, of course. Uh, I have uh, a significant – I have I have Goldie in one main and Arenado in the other. I was expecting some results and didn't see a whole lot there. Yachty had that you – know, Yachty had a big homer in one of the games, but
1: – Yeah, I don't think O'Neill's homered since, like, June 10th or something, June 11th, something like that. It's been uh, a weird – it's funny. We talked about it last week. We're like, Tyler's been holding homer in a long time. He's still – didn't Homer again this week. And again, of course I uh, got a little banged up today, but was there anybody else starting pitching wise? I looked at uh, your boy, Vladimir Gutierrez with the reds. And I, uh, I, I looked away really fast. Cause I didn't really yeah. like what I saw. Low K rate, high walk rate, like, and they were, and they were so high and low that I was just like, you know, I just not, I'm not going here. He just have two starts, but um, I got away from that one pretty quickly. He's at, uh, He's at KC, KC and Milwaukee. At Milwaukee. I mean, I just—I mean, the starts are pretty good, and maybe he's okay. But I just feel like there's there's too much risk for ratio below, but You're not getting enough strikeouts to make it worth the risk.
2: Yeah, and when you're going against Milwaukee, too, you're going against another really good starting pitcher and Freddie Freddie Peralta, too. So, I, uh, love, all the, I
1: love I love Freddie Peralta, by the way. My doesn't? favorite my favorite guy to watch pitch right now.
2: Is he really? That's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, I just yeah. love I love I love it. He feels like to me, and it's gonna be a weird comp, but he feels like Marcus Stroman, but with more stuff. Like the attitude, the fire, all that. But he okay. can just he can he can he can strike guys out, which I like Marcus I like
2: Stroman stuff. with K's, another Yeah, words. Marcus
1: Stroman with stuff slash Ks, whatever however you want to call it. But yeah, I just yeah, I love the fire. He had a, he, he didn't pitch well today. He, he he walked like I think he walked four or five guys. But like he had a big out with the base loaded and just he's so fired up, so into it. I like his stuff. I like that he's not huge, he's kind of a, a smaller guy out there and just throwing gas. I just I love watching him pitch.
2: Yeah. He, uh, council gives him a quick hook every once in a while. Is the only problem, yeah, but he kind
1: of gave him a, a decent one today. Kind of let it, I thought he was gonna take him out with two on in the six. And he right. actually loaded the base. And they let him pitch. It was, it was Tyler Anderson hitting. So I think that had something to do with it. And uh, I looked up I'm like, Oh, he struck that guy out. And I'm like, Oh, it was the pitcher. So I wasn't, <laughs> it was like, uh, not as impressive, but, um, I don't know. I just, I just love watching him pitch. I love the fire. I love his stuff. He's just a guy that's really, uh, really blown up to me this year that I, I enjoy watching.
2: Yeah. Um, I hear you. I hear you. and. Yeah, I wish I had more of them. I'd enjoy him even more. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you what, he's, he, you know, he, he's one of those guys that I'd love to have a little bit more of. That's for sure. And you know, he, he's got seven wins, even with a quick hook.
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's been fun. I mean, their their rotation with him, Burns and Woodruff has been has been really really good. Yeah. So you're yeah, using some yes. of the editing tools. Yeah, uh, yes, I, I, have done some editing on the fly there because that was uh, that was disturbing. Good time. I didn't read oh. all of
2: it. I just saw <laughs> something, and yeah, we won't even go on. Keep moving, moving
0: on.
1: Let's move on. Um, before we get some relievers, which kind of the was kind of the bigger bidding this week. Uh, first, a note from our sponsors.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. So, Jeff, I felt like this week
1: was more of a reliever week that was starting. We've got a number of guys that uh, that kind of slid into closer roles, got a couple saves during the week, and got some interesting bidding. Uh, I'm going to start in Kansas City, I think. It's been a situation where there's not been one guy. We've kind of seen uh, Josh Stalmont. We've seen Greg Holland. Now, Scott Barlow had two saves this week, and Scott Barlow's been pretty darn good this year. He has a 199 ERA in 40 innings. Really big strikeout rate at almost 35%. The walk rate's a bit high at around 10%. Swing strike rate 16%, which is a really good number there. Um, I think he's the best guy in the pen. I just don't know if Kansas City wants a best guy in the pen, if you know what I'm saying, closer-wise.
2: I know exactly what you're saying, and I think that's exactly true. Uh, He was gone in one of – I'm looking at – I think he was gone in both of mine this week, so didn't have a chance in the mains to pick him up. Could have picked him up in a 12, but – that the thing is, do you really want to deal with that? K- KC, Cincinnati, yep. Philly, Detroit. I, I mean, I'm dipping into that pool already. So, I mean, you, it's just you you have a certain amount of fatigue.
1: There's, there's nobody else there. You have to. But, yeah, it's. Uh, he went for 65 and 45 in my two main events, just to give you kind of a, a price range there. So, some mildly aggressive bidding, I would call it. He, had, he definitely had some backup bids. But, uh, velocity's up to almost 96. So it looks like the stuff is, uh, maybe a little bit better than it was in past years, but uh, I don't know. At, at some point they're going to, if they go to a guy, I think it's him, but I just don't think they really want to. They sure, certainly haven't seemed like they want to yet.
2: Yeah. Uh, and I read an article earlier saying it takes a lot of buy-in to, to go with that when you have these arms in this bullpen. I think it was a profile on Stallman at the time, but they all are buying into this whole roll bullpen. And know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got Holland in a couple of places and Holland's not good. So I would like to actually know that and be on my way, move on my merry way and let him go. But, uh, and, and unfortunately, you know, I I'm scraping for saves. So you take what you can get sometimes.
1: Yeah, I am too. It's been a, it's been a tough stretch of saves these last couple of weeks for me. Uh, they they seem like they use Holland a lot. I think mean, he like five innings the last seven days. They seem like they're they're running him out there a lot. But uh, it's just anytime. he's the veteran.
2: They're not trying. Yeah. You know, they don't need to protect him like they do the others. Let me ask you in re- reaction to all of this: Are you going to be more aggressive on the top closers next year in the draft?
1: Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, for sure, uh, for sure, getting one like top eight guy. And then maybe figure it out there. But I I wouldn't be against trying to grab a a second guy that you really like. Maybe not maybe not top eight guy, but maybe a top fifteen guy. Just I think it's going to be just harder and harder every year to get saves. I think it's going to be harder. I mean, we talked about it many times, but you just don't get that. Like we used to get, you know, closer A got hurt, and there would be someone that you could pick up for a bunch of money, and he would be the guy. And now you pick him up for a bunch of money, and they split it between three guys. And even the, even teams that have a set closer, when that guy gets hurt, they don't go to another set closer like they used to. And, and then you have so many teams that are already in a committee. It's just – it limits how many guys there are out there that get, that get saves, and it's a really – it's a way lower number than it used to be.
2: Yeah, um, I'll I'll say this too. I mean, except for Rollis Chapman, I won't be bidding on. You know, Oof. won't be going early on him. Oh. Uh, barring some miraculous turnaround in the second half, he was uh, really
1: good until a week ago. Though, I mean, it's just that's, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, two whatever weeks it is. Ago, it is yeah. right. it's, but I mean, he was like elite until two weeks ago, and then he, he can't get anybody out right now.
2: Yeah, he's dust right now. I mean, yeah. did you go after Chad Green?
1: I didn't, but I it, when when I started to look deeper to Rollis and you know saw what was going on, I I figured I should have. I just didn't know if he was. Fully the next guy up, or what's going on? But yeah, that probably would have been a smart bid right now because if he gets a save or two, and you know maybe they see what's up with Chapman, maybe they put him on the aisle if he, they want to get him right or something. But he, I mean, that price would be sky high if he if he was clearly the guy.
2: Well, Green went three innings today in the second game, yeah. so that's so, the I, tricky yeah. part. I mean, the it's problem like, is
1: that his value is in that too.
2: Right, right, yeah. and but uh, you know who else are you gonna? I guess Zach Britton, when he gets healthier, uh, could be that guy because he was that guy last year. Uh, or I mean, Loisaga and, and the thing is Loisaga and green and their current roles are valuable. They're picking up wins like they did today. Loisaga should have got the one in the first game. And in fact, the broadcast like, why not just leave him in? Uh, he's pitching well. Yeah, I see that happen all the time.
1: Yeah. I think it, I, I think if something were happening, Chapman, I think green would be the first shot guy, but you're right. I mean, they, they like the multi-inning stuff, but I think they would kind of move it around. So he would probably be the, the main guy at least, but um, yeah, that probably would have been a smart bid right now, now that I'm thinking about a little more.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it could just be, though, that they like the multi inning role. So we'll see yeah, about that. And I
1: think, I think as long as he's healthy, the leash is pretty long on Chapman, but it's, uh, it's rough right now. And everybody in New York seems like just pissed off. I mean, you just, oh there, was the, there was the Hank Steinbrenner comments earlier this week about it's pretty much the player's fault. And, uh, Cashman was on the field saying, we just suck right now. Like, you actually used the word suck right now. It's, I know. It's, it's, I mean, the being 500 in New York just doesn't work, especially when you're paying a ton of money for your team.
2: Cole got booed today, uh, pretty hard. And he, he was, Pretty bad. Yep. Um, yeah, I not not great times if, uh, in Yankee Stadium. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean at least they, they came back and won that second game, which is big. I think they they gotten swept by the Mets. It might have been it might have been a really rough uh, a rough parking lot in the way out of that stadium. Yeah,
2: might have there might have been heads rolling.
1: Yeah. Uh, so a couple other closers you mentioned uh, some of the situations we were talking uh, Philadelphia yeah. uh, Ranger Ranger Suarez I uh, had two saves this week it was someone that I, I did bid on I got in a couple leagues uh, has been really good so far .85 ERA in thirty one innings but uh, one fifty six BABIP uh, he's been very he's been very lucky but hard hit rate's pretty good barrel rate's under four percent he's not going to getting a lot of hard contact. 24% K rate, is kind of okay. Walk rate's pretty good at 6.7%. Uh, a big called strike guy. He has an 18 point, 18.5% called strike, so his CSW is 29.5% because he's kind of it, it boosts up the, the swing strike. It's only about 11%, which is decent but not great for a reliever. Um, I was in on him. The quotes were a little bit weird. They said something effective. Uh, Jose Alvarado was available on Saturday, but uh, they used uh, Suarez anyway, and someone asked Girardi, would you use it for the next one? He asked, he's like, yeah, sure, why not? So uh, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I feel like Girardi wants one guy, but just doesn't have one in this bullpen more than anything. And uh, that's a tough spot to be in. I just uh, I had to bid on Suarez, but uh, I, I don't think I, I'm especially fired up about anybody in this bullpen right now. But definitely, I don't want Jose Alvarado. I know that.
2: Sure is a good thing that they got rid of Gabe Kapler and what ruin, ruination he did to that Phillies bullpen. Oh, right? wait, it wasn't Kapler's fault
1: after all? Really? Their mm-hmm. their numbers on the run differential in the seventh and eighth innings are insane. It's like it, It's just an unbelievable number when you look at it
2: yeah it is it really is and you know the Reds played uh, Philly in one game on Monday and it was just like the Battle of the bullpen stars it was so bad uh, but you know, I you know Suarez went it was only available I think in one of my two leagues he, it was 40 to 38. I didn't I didn't go crazy over him. I think I only had like a very minimal bid on that but I I don't know it's just because I don't I don't trust that he gets the next one I think there's gonna be a little lefty bias against him there uh, I think that's part of the problem. But I mean, he, he's pitching well. He doesn't walk too many guys. That's that's one thing I do like. So one yeah. thing that's the one thing to get me to quit a, quit on a reliever really quick is
1: a high and, walk. And that and that's all for I mean, he he's so nasty. He can strike anybody out, but he has no idea where the ball is going right now.
2: Yeah, uh, just it, it's brutal and it's funny uh, how, how he's been pretty bad lately. And like, okay, well maybe Narise Ner- gets it back, and then Narise is like, wait, 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 hold on, yeah. don't get too excited. Let me blow one badly here again. Not blow one. It was a blowout already. But yeah, let me just I get torched again.
1: I didn't drop him yet, but uh, it certainly he certainly pushed me a little closer to that ledge with that outing. But uh, I picked up Suarez in one of my main events for thirty two bucks, so not uh, you know an, a decent amount of money, but not uh, anything it's going to hurt. He actually went uh, he went less than Barlow and Heath where We're talking about a second went for, so I got him the third highest reliever. Um, and then he got uh, I got outbid on him the other day. He went for like sixty or fifty three bucks, so there was, there was some decent bidding. Uh, what about Heath Hemery? We're going to uh, go into your Reds here. Um, has not pitched great, but uh, a huge strikeout rate, 41.7%. Uh, velocity's up. He's throwing a lot more sliders, too, which is probably why he's getting the strikeouts. I was just so, going to say that. Yep. Yeah, a lot of hard contact, though. 76% barrel rate kind of freaked me out a little bit when I looked closer. Um, I kind of pulled back my Hembry bids as, uh, as we got closer, but uh, you're the Reds fan. Tell me about this one.
2: Can you hear me now?
1: Uh, yes. Are you alive?
2: Yes, I am alive.
1: Good. I didn't get, I didn't get- Oh, you're gone again. And then again, not try and and- Now you're back. You're back. And you're gone. So there's Jeff. I'm going to, I'm going to talk for a few minutes while he's going there. Um, that was kind of the extent of the, uh, the closers. There was uh, some Cole Sulser in, uh, in Baltimore who was a uh, mildly interesting, but pitching pretty well, but uh, it was, uh, it was definitely, was a, a reliever week. Um, with Suarez, Barlow, Hembry, and Cole Solser. but Jeff, you're back. Tell me about Heath Hembry.
2: Oh, I can't hear you.
1: I can hear you. <sighs> joy of uh, joy of modern technology. So I'm going to talk. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit while uh, while Jeff gets uh, fully connected there. Uh, but it was an interesting week. I just I think we're at a point where closers are just really difficult to figure out right now. Um, like we talked earlier, there's so many committees. But you need saves. You got to bid on these guys. And it's it, Jeff. It's I think you're back now. It's it's tough finding guys right now, and you're just worth bidding on guys that I don't want to, but you kind of have to.
2: Yeah, um, I didn't go too aggressively on Hembery. Uh, I think he's if you get pick him up for free or like minimal fi- bid fine. But this is a feature, not a bug, with the Reds. I mean, this is just how he he they roll. Uh, one day it'll be Amir Garrett for two saves in a row. The next day Amir Garrett's in the seventh inning, and not only that, because it's David Bell. Garrett's thrown, you know, faced three batters and put one on. Oh, let's take him out. So he only gets two thirds of an inning, too. Yeah. He
1: likes it. Oh, hey, I, I, I got a chance to double switch. Let's do it. Um, yeah. Do you do you think this situation this year uh, pushes anybody closer to like saves plus holds leagues becoming more uh, more prominent?
2: Sure, I think it's been. I, I heard a lot of that push in the in the preseason. And in fact, Tower's one of the new league we added in Tal Wars is a saves plus holds league. Uh, I hate the the
1: holds rule, but at least it solves some of the committee stuff, I suppose. But the hold rule is kind of crappy, but I guess it probably evens out over the course of the year when you get some bad ones and some good ones. But, um, I don't know. It'd be a whole nother way to uh, certainly figure the stuff out. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. Um, sure. I will, but like you, I hate the rule. I don't think it's a great stat at all. Um, I like the notion of trying to give some of these guys some extra value. Um, I I don't have the perfect answer to that, but um, it's just yeah, it, it's just going to be something that continues to vex us a little bit more.
1: So let's uh, let's look to offense a little bit here before we. I want to talk to some players. I want to talk about at the end, but there's some a little bit of offense. I I found it hard to find really intriguing or interesting offensive guys this week. Uh, first guy that got called up, uh, Gavin Sheets with the with the White Sox. Uh, 2019 in Double A, played 126 games. 16 home runs, hit 267. Uh, I think we all noticed him because he hit two home runs already this week. He hit yeah. second a couple times for the White Sox with Yohan Moncada on out. Uh, he was he was hurt with that bruised hand all weekend. Uh, really nice strikeout numbers in the minors. He was always under 20%. So the guy that does make contacts probably uh, it gives him a nice, a decent batting average floor. So far in A this year, before he got called up, he had seven home runs, 176 plate appearances, hitting 292. Uh, what were you doing with uh, with Sheets week? Do you think that uh, the, the playing times, or do you think he sticks? Uh, how do you feel about him?
2: Uh, don't feel strongly about him. He was on my either. list of guys, uh, and he might, you know, he might get a little bit of an extra run with uh, Mercedes sent down. Maybe he plays a little bit of extra DH. Uh, that, that's possible. Uh, you know, son of Larry Sheets. So, uh, oh, know, is it really? I guess, that, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, uh, but better, not Ben. Better, not better ben.
1: than better than son of Ben Sheets. I went to a spring training game once. Uh, A's Reds. We sat down, and Sheets gave up 10 runs, and he did not get an out. Oof. I think Oof. Chris Singleton, it was that like Chris Singleton with the Reds, hit uh, Homer to lead off the game, then Homer coming all the way back around the order to, 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 for the 10th run. It was uh, it was quite impressive.
2: In your Cactus League one-day draft, uh, if you went Singleton, you uh, went Homer 10. Yeah, uh,
1: I, I per- I, knowing me, I probably had Ben Sheets in DFS that day. It probably didn't work well.
2: I, I doubt that. No, uh, I you're, you're too much of a self-hating AIDS fan to do that.
1: <laughs> that's true too. It was just funny. Like we literally got a beer, sat down, and it was literally ten nothing before Ben Sheets gotten out. It was a good time. Oh man! Uh, no,
2: he wasn't my priority. My priority was Heimer C- Candelario at least in one of my no, two meets. He was. Not a, it's
1: not a bad little uh, guy to have available. It's just uh, you know hits in the middle of the order and not gonna be huge, but uh, right. definitely not gonna hurt you, which is nice.
2: He hasn't had the category juice so far. Four homers, twenty-two RBI going into today's game. Although he had a pretty good game today, he did. Uh, yeah, he doesn't run. That's the that's the downside. So I mean, it's just I'm looking for playing time basically yeah. at this point in time.
1: I mean, I have him. I have been a main, and I didn't consider dropping him. So that probably tells you something right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about the, what about Jace Peterson in Milwaukee? Uh, Colton yeah, Long, Colton Wong unfortunately went on the aisle again. I just. Every time he's playing, he's playing really well, but just, it's like the third time on the IL now. Uh, he's playing second base with Wong Hurt. Uh, 108, uh, or he has three home runs, four stolen bases already, Hit 270. He mm-hmm. about, has about 110 plate appearances kind of over the course of the year before he really started playing regularly. Um, I think he's strictly, a, you know, a catch some stolen bases while he plays kind of guy, but uh, those guys have value because stolen bases are really bunched up right now, at least in my leagues. And, uh, you know, anybody yeah. really can steal, you know, two or three bags in a week is, is pretty important and valuable to me right
2: now. No, oh, I'd agree. Um, and, you know, The Brewers are hot. So, you know, you get some maybe uh, a little bit of categories and, you know, runs, at least some runs, maybe you add to the pile there. Yeah. I think he was picked up in a lot of my 15s last week. Oh. Uh,
1: Well, I think his playing time was there. Yeah um that's yeah, that's interesting. he was available in mine I grabbed him I grabbed him in one for I think six bucks and I forget what the other one was but I just thought like you said I'm looking for playing time I'm looking for maybe that someone can steal a couple bags and I, what I like is he's eligible at first second and outfield like that gives right. me a lot of flexibility and allows me maybe to keep another pitcher an extra week longer that's hurt or maybe keep a I have Joe Adele in the league and I'm kind of trying to figure that out do you think they call up Joe Adele I want to ask you that now uh, I've held him for a couple of weeks just because he's playing and He's a lot of power in AAA. And I think once he gets called up, he'll be to stick. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, it's sad. I'm scared to drop him because I, I know the second I drop him is the week they'll call him up.
2: The funny thing is, though, if there was ever a time for them to call him up, it would have been now. I mean, I it know. would have been, you know, that, uh, you know, right. Upton's on the IL, Trout's on the IL. I mean, yeah. now Taylor Ward got hurt today. They're saying it's not significant, uh, but we'll see. I mean, they're going like Garris, Renhifo. I mean, they had uh, Scott Schebler. I think they sent him down. Uh, I, I, I can't even figure out who their third outfielder is. I guess Gosselin, I guess, is it's, right it's now. It's a
1: little weird, right? Like, they must be fully committed to having him be a 1,000% ready and come up and Ooh. not ever go back down. But I tell you what, I mean, they're, they were, they're 500. They're still sort of in the mix for the second half. It just seems like it's crazy to run the outfielders out that they're doing right now.
2: It's really the, one of the weirdest teams I've ever seen. Yeah, it's Gosselin so played strange. left fielder today. Ro, uh, Ward got hurt today. And Jose Rojas, who they called back up, uh you know, has played some outfield today. Are so they are they that it.
1: worried about him coming up and being bad and like getting down or affecting his, I, I have no idea what it is. Cause he's clearly significantly more upside than all those guys. And I think his floor is probably better than all those guys. Like I just don't, I mean, I, we saw a bad floor last year, but it seems like the perfect time to give him a shot. And they haven't, it just, uh, the patience is, is wild with him.
2: Yeah, it, it really is. And maybe patience is the word the operative word. Maybe all the strikeouts that Adele has, but I mean, they, they started playing him in center field. Thinking, you know, okay, we can, you know, we're not liking what we're getting here. I'll say this: he struck out seventy three times in AAA. Yeah, he has he has struck out a lot, and that might be their sign that they don't think he's ready. Even still, I mean, it is sixty five percent contact rate at AAA. Of course, he's hitting bombs, but I don't know. The Angels are such a such a weird team. I mean, (laughs) they are a weird team. They, they, Dylan Bundy got moved to the bullpen this week, uh, which is just how do they wreck him so much? Or how did he get wrecked? uh
1: yeah,
2: Quintana's in the, in the bullpen too. This is just, it. they changed over half their bullpen right in the last week of spring training. I still, it's, I've, I've gone, I've mentioned that a couple of times before, but to me, it's just a, a glaring sign that they weren't ready for the start of the season. They're talking waiver claims and, you know, actually Steve Cishek has been their best reliever, I think. And, uh, you know, Cishek and Watson are there, um,
1: I see, being besides Iglesias.
2: Well, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, t- setup guys. Right. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, Otani is such an amazing talent. Trout's right, such an yeah. amazing talent. They, you know, they tried to go big with Rendon. They tried to go big with Pooh And You know, so far those have backfired on them. Josh Hamilton's another one. Um, and yet they haven't got that big time pitcher. You know, you know, Andrew Heaney is just eh. You know, you know, Cobb is, and you know, that was kind of a patchwork solution. He's had his good starts, his bad starts. Sandoval, I'm actually kind of in, encouraged by a little bit.
1: Yeah, I like that. Sw- It's too bad Sandoval pitched really well then in the sixth inning, put two guys on, of course, the bullpen came in and just exploded on it. But uh, yeah. he, he pitched well again. He's pitched, that's like four or five starts in a row. He's been pretty solid.
2: Yeah. And of course, they're in the wrong division. I mean, uh, RAs and the <laughs> Astros are pretty strong teams.
1: Yeah, and, of course, they, the Angels' bullpen just killed that today. Glacius ended up getting the getting the win instead. But, uh, right. Uh, he, uh, so, of all, did leave with the lead, which was a little annoying. It's weird. I looked at, uh, as we were talking, I was looking at the standings here because we were talking about that. There are, each Central Division has one team with a positive run differential. That's pretty wild.
2: Yeah. Well, it, it's almost like it carried over from last year.
1: 80% of the teams in the Central have a negative run differential. That seems almost impossible when they play each other as much as they do.
2: Yeah. Uh and the Brewers were had, had this big rally in the last 12 games to get there. Yeah, uh, so th- because I think they, they they were below 500. I mean they are below uh negative run differential for a while too. Uh the Reds are close. I mean Yeah, they're
1: they're, are, mon- they're minus 1. I'm I'm cheating a little bit, but yeah. um i tell you what the cubs are somehow minus five they lost nine games in a row that's a that's a bad stretch right now
2: since the no hitter against the dodgers well, that's they haven't even, won even
1: once since that game right Jeez.
2: longest losing streak after no hitter since 1925 i heard that on the espn broadcast today look
1: at, look at you with the stats
2: oh i didn't do any research i just heard was that on was that
1: an broadcast. a-rod stat or are you on espn too i hope
2: oh of course i was in espn <laughs> too uh, but it might have been Buster. That I, I was you.
1: Like, yeah, I was. I happened to have ESPN One on the background. You can't believe how much A Rod liked that Rugnet door bunt. He was so fired up.
2: Hmm, everything, that.
1: everything that happened the rest of the inning, he came and attributed back to that bunt like four different times. It was awesome.
2: See, I missed. I, first of all, I want to when I know I have the Statcast version. There's no way yeah. I'm going to watch. You know, the mothership and too I, I was actually outside a lot today so I missed some of that yeah. game, but I just uh, happened to have it
1: on it I just happened on in the background. I flipped over when the golf ended I flipped it over and just didn't even think about it and I was I, I was just cracking up with that. but a couple of names I want to ask you on offense uh, Elvis Andrus, if you need a middle infielder no power at all but does have um he hit two fifty he had a really rough april two fifty six in May two seventy eight in June hitting second against lefties a, a number of times has seven stolen bases. Uh, another guy that like if you need a middle and you need to snag some uh, decent batting average, decent speed. Um, I think he can kind of fit with the right team, but uh, with the thought that if it's if it starts to go down until again, be ready to drop him. But I think he's an interesting ad at the moment. Uh, seems to be coming around a little bit, uh, at least with the speed and the average. Sure. Hey, he, has one, he, he has one home run. One. He did
2: get one um, on Friday, you know, right? Yeah. You know
1: who else has one home run? Tell me. Everybody's favorite breakout superstar next hero, Victor Robles.
2: Not mine i've one, done too many podcasts with you and he one, did that this week too by the way
1: he, he did one home run i could i saw it i saw the one next to it i'm like that can't be right and i looked back i'm like oh my god his one home run yeah i picked him up in the league this week he got dropped and i am desperate for steals so i'm actually uh i feel like i'm the devil right now i, pick, I have victor Robles on the team i don't even know what to do with myself
2: yeah next thing you know you're going to be picking up brother anderson
1: yeah that'll never happen i think yeah. i think I'm, i think i'm probably blocked from doing that too
2: yeah i'm sure you like you're gonna send like send you're gonna have me like send a plea to unblock you
1: oh <laughs> uh, yeah I, I think i think that uh, i think that uh, ship has sailed unfortunately but yeah. were there any outfielders at all you like this week? we talked about jace peterson eligible there Um uh, i looked at david Dahl coming off the il but then i stopped looking really quickly he's been really bad um 203 average four home runs two steals, steals. like he just i think he's just in our head from five years ago like oh the stud rocky coming up gotta have him but um, that's been rough. Was there anybody in the outfield? I looked at, I looked at like Jackie Bradley jr. I looked at Ben Gamble. Um, I looked at Ian Happ who I dropped last week and I kind of turned away from that pretty quickly. We had the home run. The first game did nothing again the rest of the week. Right. I, I had trouble finding outfielders again. I mean, we talked about that a few times, but this week felt like a really rough outfielder week.
2: Saw nothing in the 15s that I liked. I did get Peterson in one of the 12s. I got Garrett Cooper in another 12. Uh, but it was rough sledding. I mean, it, yeah. it really was now Peterson. I actually, I take that back. I got that in yogurt. Uh, so that's 15. Um,
1: Why does that make me laugh every time?
2: <laughs> it's just, it's great. It's our little jargon. And it's, I, I think you and I are the only ones that appreciate it, but that's okay.
1: No, I've uh, had people DM me what the hell yogurt means. And then once I tell them I laugh. So there are other people <laughs> that appreciate it.
2: <laughs> Shorthand. Um, it's just, it's easier yeah. to say yogurt than TGFBI. It's just, it yep. doesn't roll right off the tongue.
1: I love it. I love it. It's my favorite thing. Um, yeah. Let's talk about some news and notes. Um, Kyle Schwarber is a, a, like no. in, just ridiculous. There's not even a word for how hot he was last month. Left Friday with a hamstring strain. Jeff, I actually dropped him in the league. There's talk about 60 day IL. There's talk about severe strain. It certainly sounds like we're looking at two months on this. And I don't think you can hold that right now, d- despite how insanely good he was last month.
2: Yeah. When, when the, the positive is, oh, at least he won't need surgery. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's rough. Um,
1: I, I just – it's – I mean, the guy was in like an all-time historical month and he gets hurt. It's just such a letdown.
2: It's a show is like, you know, enjoy these hot streaks when you got them because they yeah. they, they are so fleeting.
1: They are. Uh, Trey Turner, uh, there's been a lot – a lot of guys that didn't play this week. I'm going to fire through these really quickly. But uh, Trey Turner, Jose Ramirez, uh, both uh, missed the weekend. Uh, Ramirez has a sore elbow. Trey Turner has a jam finger. Hasn't played since Wednesday. The quote on him was weird, though. They said he's next to be back. Beginning or middle of next week, which doesn't really help us fantasy wise. Like he might play Thursday, he might play Tuesday. Um, that's one that you just really have to check. Did the Nationals play tomorrow? The Nationals, um, they do play tomorrow. So at least we'll know that. But it's just so hard. You know, if it's two and a half or three games of Trey Turner, you want that. But it's, I just don't know if we're going to know.
2: Yeah, you know, at least the Nationals are going to play at like 7 in the morning this time, so we got Dude, that going for us.
1: I woke up and the Dodgers and Nationals are playing. What the hell is going on? Eight, 8
2: o'clock game. It's the 4th of July every year. They're home, and they play stupid early. It's, I still think
1: I get the other team out of town and all the festivities in D.C. just get get it over with.
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, we, we always carp about Patriots Day in Boston yeah. and, and how it sucks, especially because <laughs> it's the start of a week. Uh, yeah. At least here it's, you know, at least, you know, at least, you know it wasn't Monday, you know, observed, uh, right. you know, start of the week here. But yeah, it, it sucks. I mean, it, it, you know, and you're like, oh, now that's locked. And like, oh, like I had Jan Gomes in a, day, a daily moves league. Couldn't bench him. Yeah. Uh, but so it goes. Yeah. yeah the world um, cries for me on that one.
1: Zach Gallon was placed on the 10 day IL. Uh, this has been a just a maddening season. If you have it. Like, gallon, just frustrating. He's a right hamstring strain this time. Better than an arm injury, but i um, still going to be out for a bit. Something, something kinetic chain. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's true. It's just been, it's just been something after one after another. Um, Nelson Cruz. Is scratched. Yeah, he yeah. probably should. You don't think the Diamondbacks are going to compete this year? I think they're going to come up for short. <laughs> might might be in the wrong division a little bit. Um, yeah. and that's uh, it. That that's why. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Um, let's see, uh, Nelson Cruz uh, scratched Sunday with a stiff neck. I think that uh, you know he's he just kind of happens with him. He, he's when he's in there, he's mashing. Um, as long as he's back, you want to get him in. Uh, Yuan Mancado we mentioned earlier took BP on Sunday for his bruised hand could return Monday. It's funny you and I talked and we were talking about our teams on I think it was Friday. And you're like oh I'm losing Mancado for the week and I think I had some smart ass about how bad his stats were. I can't I, I'm really surprised by how bad he's been fantasy He Yes I think five home runs and two steals over the first half like that that's yeah. not helping you.
2: He and Glaber can hang out together.
1: Oh, that's Glaber's been a strange year too.
2: Yeah, uh, and
1: uh, I'll,
2: I, 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 you know, I don't know what uh, how to. I think one of the two gets fixed, but I don't know which one.
1: I mean, is, is as you look at Mancata, though, was twenty nineteen just oh my gosh, happy fun ball, like just not that much of a power guy. I don't know. That's that's the hard hit rate's good, the barrel rate's pretty decent. I just uh, I'm expecting so much more. Five home runs is shocking to me.
2: Did Glaber get? COVID because I know Mankata did and you know said it was a long lasting effect.
1: Yeah, didn't Glaber actually get it a second time?
2: So yeah, so maybe there's something to that where they're just they're changed a little he bit. Is, yeah. He has three home runs. Yeah, you know, long haulers, I think they call them, right? Where you yeah. you you're dealing with stuff well after the fact dealing with that.
1: I mean, dude had 38 home runs in 2019. He has six since. Yeah in 2020 and 2021 combined. That's 113 games. If I'm doing the math, right? Six home runs. Like that's uh, like Billy Hamilton's like thinks that's about right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: right. It's rough. Uh, So by the quick guys, uh, Josh Donaldson left Saturday early with hamstring tightness. Lisa wasn't the calf, didn't play Sunday. Another one, you just got to check the lineup there. Uh, Kyle Tucker's missed a lot of games later. He had the COVID stuff. Now he has a scratch Friday with another injury, missed the weekend. They hope he'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, Michael Brantley in Houston also missed the weekend with a side tightness. They didn't have Tucker or Brantley, and they still swept the Indians, which pissed me off too.
2: Yeah, uh, I I bet it would. Um, Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, that's – definitely uh what what uh you know it's, it's one of those things where like now they don't play on Monday either we don't know what what to do about that and Tucker it's just oh every time you think he's just about to get going he has a snap big series though our A's are going to Houston yep it's a big one you know I, I I'm I'm fine with them maybe missing a couple of these games uh you know especially against uh, Chris bassett on Tuesday yeah.
1: wouldn't wouldn't break my heart the A's I don't know if you any of the a's Red Sox series that's Series is crazy. Like either team could have swept. And it just the Red Sox ended up winning two or three. A's had guys thrown out at home to end the ninth inning two nights in a row, and it was yeah. just it's just an absurd, weird game. Today was one nothing, and the A's just kept leaving guys on base. And Nick Pavetta looked like Cy Young for the first five innings, just throwing nasty stuff up there. And Matt Barnes looked lost, and the A's bailed him out. It was it was a weird series between two good teams. It was, it was a strange series, but a fun series. But unfortunately, the the wrong team came out with the two out of three.
2: Both uh, Pavetta and Caprelian had
1: tons of Ks. Was
2: uh, home plate umpire a little
1: uh, generous? He was a little bit. Caprelian had one. I like his last strikeout, there was a, a good ball and a half outside. And Ace yeah. and outs was like, oh, just on the corner, great pitch. I'm like, yeah, not so much. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, Dallas brains never seen a never seen a pitcher strike that he didn't like, but um, yeah, the, the, the strike zone's pretty good. But I tell you, it just looked nasty, and I I, I really like Caprelli. Probably he's just he bat, he gets guys on base, and I know it's a weird thing you can't really quantify, but he really bears down uh, his pitching with guys on guys on base is really really impressive. He's been getting out of jams really well. I know some of that will probably um, regress and normalize a little bit, but uh, I really like what I've seen out of him. He's uh, he's one of those guys that I flip on, and I definitely watch pitch now.
2: Yeah, uh, it's. To, you know, it took a long time for him to come back.
1: It did. It's a, it's a cool story. I hope it stays. Yep. His dad, his, his, uh, his debut in Fenway, his dad was all fired up and like crying after the game. And it was just, uh, it was really cool. It's, it's been a great story and um, I'm glad we're, get, we're finally getting something out of the sunny gray trade. Cause the rest of it sure didn't work.
2: No, it sure didn't. Uh, but you know, pitchers, they, they, they take a long time. Dustin,
1: um, Dustin Fowler. That was, that was it. Right.
2: Yeah. Oh, Dustin Fowler. Well, he got was, hurt the, like right away. You know, it was so brutal.
1: Um, I was I was sure he was going to be really solid that year for the A's. It was uh, he like yeah. won the job out of spring training. It was it was it was rough after that.
2: Yeah. Hey, one more injury to add. Uh, yeah. Happened late night. Buster Posey uh, hurt his thumb. He will not start tomorrow against the Cardinals.
1: Ah, uh, sucks. He's been having a great year. You just hope with thumb thing, you always worry a little bit about that. But uh, always right. back. Uh, late one also, Andrew McCutcheon left Sunday with oblique tightness, which is never anything you like to hear because that never seems like it's a quick day to day.
2: Right. Right. Um, not the worst oblique news I heard of the week though. Uh, we haven't talked Jack Flaherty at all. That oh, I one. Know.
1: They kind of, uh, kind of snuck that in. Like I thought it was going to be long-term, but it seems like we're looking at, uh, August at the earliest, right?
2: Yeah. a 60 day IL now. Yeah. And yeah. So August 1st at the earliest. And then you have to wonder, okay, are they going to baby him the first couple of times out? If it is even early, first week of August or not, uh, this, this is so, a
1: disaster. So, it's, answer the answer the fantasy question. Then what do you do with him in both 12 and 15 teams?
2: I held. I held in both.
1: Did, I, I did, too. And I, I thought about it at 12, and then I quickly didn't think about it much longer. But uh, I don't know if I'm going to hold him until – I guess it's only it's five or six more weeks. It seems like a long time. And then maybe you get four starts of more than five innings down the stretch. Five? I don't, it's going to be – I don't know. You're not going to get a lot out of him. But it, it might be really good. You have to hope it is if you hold him.
2: So my argument to shoe was, look at the names we're bidding on this
1: week. That's that's an, And that's, that's a main event right there. So that's – that's really that's really a good point. I mean, you really want to drop Flaherty for, right? You know, Tyler McGill or uh, to, I don't to a know. guy we're going to drop two weeks from now, anyhow. Yeah, that's true too, and probably will hurt your ratios and anything like that. So, right. Uh, a few players I want to talk about before we jump out. Um, Ozzie Albies is a guy that I never really. And fully in undrafting, it kind of, he kind of always felt like he just compiled and all that, but he is he's had a huge year. He had Since June 1st, he has 32 RBIs and 10 stolen bases, leads the majors in stolen bases uh, since June 1st. Him and Acuna both have 10, uh, the only guys mm-hmm. with double digits since then. Uh, he's yeah. at 265, 15 home runs, 13 stolen bases, 50 runs, 59 RBIs. Um, hard hit rate's only 36%, but a pretty good barrel rate. Uh, I think it's just he's in a perfect lineup spot, and he's taking advantage of it.
2: This is why you don't take victory laps after a month. That's true. Uh, because he, he was off to a pretty rough start and now you look up and he's caught up everything that, you know, you'd like to see him hitting maybe for a higher average, but yeah, he's caught up in everything. He's going to far outpace like a lot of project, uh, RBI
1: projections. That's for sure. He's uh, gotta be, gotta be the second most valuable second baseman after Merrifield right now. Right.
2: I think so. I think yeah. so. And, uh,
1: and because yeah. he's got the twenty-three stolen bases or whatever it is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Frazier didn't Frazier win the second base job in the All Star game and
1: he's did. he's hit like three forty.
2: Well, yeah, and he, he's having a great year. I'll, I'll grant you that. Uh, but he didn't. He didn't really. Have? He
1: didn't really win the fan vote, did he?
2: I thought he did. Thought I heard that he did. How that the hell is Adam
1: game. Frazier win the fan vote? I'm, I got load it loaded up right now. Oh my God, you're right. He done win the fan vote. Man, wow. I thought so. How how does did Pittsburgh have that just stuffed the ballot box? How does that happen? That's wild.
2: Revenge of the batting average. I don't know.
1: I guess. Yeah, Albies was second, and Gavin Lux was third, and I don't get that because Gavin Lux is just terrible.
2: I think that speaks to the state of second baseman in the National League this it, year. It,
1: it probably does. I'm shocked by how poor Gavin Lux has been. I thought we were going to see, uh, know. you know, maybe not full breakout, but I thought we were going to see a lot of good stuff, and it, I think he's hitting like 230.
2: Yeah, and we were kind of hoping to get – you know, you know, like, oh, he's got all this playing time with Seeger out. Uh, this is going to help him. You know, the thing is, like, did Max Muncie, was he on the ballot as a first baseman or a second baseman? If he's uh, a yeah, first baseman,
1: that's, that's true too.
2: Same with Chris Taylor. I mean, there's sure, <laughs> your top two NLRs otherwise. Eduardo Escobar, I mean, who saw that one coming? Bad yeah. team. Ryan McMahon, Jake Cronenworth.
1: Where they, yeah, I go, I go, Mc, I go McMahon and Cronenworth. I like both those guys.
2: I love Cronenworth. We've talked about, we gave him love last week. I love any defense is so good too.
1: Mun, Muncy was the runner up at first base to Freeman. So he was listed there.
2: Okay. There you go. Yeah. So that explains some
1: of it there. He, Muncy was the phase one leader and then Freeman passed him in phase two. I have no idea what that means. Yeah.
2: Albies just passed up Merrifield and our earned oh, values. Oh, wow. twenty-eight uh, eight to 27. Uh, that's because the 15 homers versus eight for wit. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he must have, he runs, must have
1: 25 more RBIs, right? 20? 14,
2: more, 14 more RBI. I mean, yeah. Merrifield's pretty damn good. 23 strong awesome. bases, too.
1: I just think he had quite that many RBIs leading off for Kansas City, but apparently he's missed he 45 RBIs. Yep. Yeah, I would have lost that bet. I would have gone under that number for sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, Even though I love him as a player. Yep. Yep. You know, he was another guy that was accused of like, oh, he's a little bit of a compiler, a little bit of a – you know, the batting average can't last forever. He could He's showing signs of slipping and not slipping.
1: He's just on pace for 45 stolen bases. Um yeah. So we talked about Cole a little bit earlier. Talk to me about uh, Giolito, the other guy you have in the main event. Uh, struggled today against Detroit. Five innings, 10 hits, six earned runs, five strikeouts. ERA is now at 4-2. Like we talk about Cole, Cole's ERA is still under three. He's just been really bad lately. But Giolito's kind of struggled uh, up and down most of the year. K-rate's down a little bit, but still pretty good at 29.5%. Walk rates down a little bit to about 8%. Barrel rates up to a career high 9.5%. Uh, home runs are hurting him. 1.6 home runs per nine. Uh, ground ball rates at a career low. He's going to have a lot more fly balls. Uh, how worried are you about G. Lito? Would you buy him? And if you're in a trade league and you can get him for a little bit of a discount right now.
2: Can I not talk about G-Lito? I'm I'm really kind of frustrated with this right now. I, I, uh, I, yeah, I understand. At one point, I was like, okay, I can make some excuses here uh, for him. Like the JD Martinez style excuses, you know, like right. no, no video. Tony La Russa's his manager, had the Patriots day game. Doesn't like the
1: daytime. Yeah. Screw that. Just At some point, some point, you got to go pitch, right? Like, I mean, yeah. it's just, I don't know. It's, it's been rough. I mean, I just don't, I think that i probably, I probably uh, would bet on him having a, a pretty good second half, but I'm not super confident with that.
2: Uh, I'm not either. And I, I right now I'm just kind of like, yeah, I, I, I can't, you know, in, in, NFPC styles, you know, there, it's not actionable. You just have to you're write sure it out. Gonna, you're going to start, you're
1: going to start him every week. And whatever happens, if he sucks, he's just going to, you're going to, it's going to hurt you, but you're not going to It's gonna really suck.
2: sucked the last three weeks, every day they're pitching Every time they, they're pitching on the same day. And you and get it, exci- you oh. get
1: excited, right? Like it's going to be a 20 strikeout, nice ERA day. And they yeah. both blow up. It's just, it's maddening. And today with Cole, like, they had a double header they needed and they were throwing a bullpen game. The second game, like they needed him and he pitched three and a third. Like it just, it's, it was shocking.
2: Yeah. And he got lucky a little bit because of that Nimmo review that didn't get overturned, even though, yeah. you know, they got the A's treatment and the Mets got the A's treatment on the uh, replay there. It's like, <laughs> why even have replay? I mean, that was, you yeah. know, so it's, it, it's frustrating. You no, know, uh, I know I, I owe a better answer on G little. I don't have it right now. I don't, know I, don't what the deal is.
1: I don't know if there is a better answer, man. I just, uh, yeah. some stuff looks good, but you watch him and it just doesn't look totally right. It's hard to figure. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if he kind of just stays there. I wouldn't be shocked if he just deals the that's of the way and figure something out either. I mean, he just, he's a guy that can get really, really hot as we've seen. And um, if I had to bet on it, if you had to bet on his second half ERA, just second half from here on out, what do you, what, what's your number?
2: Three nine.
1: All right, I go under that.
2: I hope you're right. I'm being yeah. a pessimist right now.
1: Yeah, uh, and I then go. Most, I go like three five five somewhere in there.
2: In the uh, Josh Johnson no sticky stuff game, uh, <laughs> he had one strikeout in six innings. One.
1: I mean, that seems impossible. Like that just that's just not who who is it's just. I mean, we're seeing we're seeing the stuff for a lot of these guys. I mean, the sticky stuff obviously is making a difference. It's just a matter of quantifying it is very difficult.
2: Yeah, yeah. Dave uh, chimes in. Uh, Cole, Julian, and Nola are unusable in the diamond challenge. And, you know, who knows about power, but, uh, it, it's frustrating. And we, I think, uh, Aaron Nola is on your list of people to talk about too, right?
1: Yeah, I was, uh, I don't know if we are going to get there with the time constraints, but now that we're talking about him, he's a weird guy. Cause you look at, uh, you know, strikeout rates still really good. The walk rates way down because last, last two years, we're like, Oh, he just walking a few too many guys. And we're talking about how the baseball was different. And he was one of those guys, him and, uh, him and, uh, the Yankees, I can't think of his name. Uh, uh Tanaka Tanaka yeah, yeah uh had both had like problems with grip and all that and he's he's not walking guys the home runs are an issue but they always kind of are uh the four and a half era is just shocking you look at it like his fifth is three four seven um he's a guy to me that I think is is, is still gonna be fine has been a couple of blow-ups I feel better about Noel than I do about the other two guys
2: I do too the K's were there against the Marlins he was getting Babbitt to death
1: yeah and a, you know, like nine strikeouts in a row like two starts ago too
2: right I mean the thing and the thing about, the Phillies starting pitchers is if you leave any inherited runners, they're coming home. They, you joke, they,
1: but like it's true. Like every single one scores. No, time. I'm
2: not joking. It's yeah, true. It did say it's definitely true.
1: Uh, one more offensive guy I want to ask you about Brian Reynolds in Pittsburgh was a guy that I was like, oh, you get some decent batting average, no pop, dime a dozen. Yeah. Brian Reynolds has 15 home runs, Jeff. I mean, I, I know that it's there because I watch a lot of games and we do all this, but, like, every time I look at that, 46 runs, 46 RBIs. He's not pace for a 90-90 season and a bad offense. Uh, he has three stolen bases. And he's hitting three oh six, which is huge in this, in this batting average era. Uh, the K rate's way down, walk rate's up. He's walking at 11.5%. I guess some of that's probably has nobody hit behind him, but um, he's a pretty damn good stat line for a bad offense. He's been, if you got him in whatever it was, the 22nd round, he's one of those guys that's uh, that's winning leagues right now.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I'm not winning any leagues right now, or maybe one, but I don't have him anywhere. I, no, and the thing is, I was like, okay, well, he's fine in his rookie year and then came crashing back down to earth. I got, yep. I'm a little too last year weighted, I think, on, on some of my teams, and I, I missed out on Reynolds. I mean, you look at his minor league numbers. This is what he. I mean, yeah. he's hitting for more power than he did in the minors, but the average was always there.
1: Yeah, he's never I mean, he's never hit under 300 before last year. And he hit under 200, so he stills never hit between 200 and 300 at all, at any yeah, level. it's wild. But I mean, 310. I mean, it's just it all. I just the 15 homers. I thought he was a 15 home run guy for a season. I did not think he could be a potentially a 25 to 30 home run guy at all.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't either, and uh, yeah, it, it's a it's shame that there's not a few more polished players around him. I mean, they've got, you know, they start off with uh, Frazier, you know, Reynolds is good, Brian Hayes is good, and dot, 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 Stallings is a league average catcher. I guess and and Colin Ryan was,
1: Colin was pretty good. Now he's hurt again. So that's yeah. gone. It's, and Gregory Polanco, I think we can probably admit that that's probably not a thing anymore. It's just uh, they've tried him so many times. He's just not there. Yep. Agreed. All right. Last guy I'm going to ask you about, then I'm going to let you enjoy the fireworks. They're really going crazy outside your window right now. Uh, Alex Reyes in St. Louis is a wild story. He has five wins and 20 saves. ERA under one in 40 innings. Uh, K rates 31.5%. Jeff, I'm sure you've looked at it. His walk rate is nineteen percent. I just can't yeah. believe his BABIP's one ninety eight. Hard hit rate's pretty good. The barrel rate's good, but at some point this has to come back to haunt him. Right? You can't walk ninety percent of the guys and be as effective, right? Hopefully. He's, Car-
2: he's Carlos Marmol reincarnated oh,
1: right now. Man, I haven't heard you that. Can't name make in hard long contact. Time. Eighteen
2: hits. I mean, there's got, there's some baked in BABIP luck, but it's not even like the Cardinals have this great defense behind him either. That's the thing that's really amazing to me.
1: I just, I, like at some point he's going to walk three guys and go for grand slam and back-to-back starts. or something. it just has to happen. It's just, I mean, he's been, he, we talk about Brian Reynolds winning leagues. Like if you took Alex Reyes or Mark Melanson in those, those late leagues, those goes the two guys that have been utterly massive. You know, we talk about struggling with saves. You get those two guys. You're suddenly one of the teams that's not struggling with saves. You don't have to spend any money in fab. Like it's been an absolute godsend. You got these two guys, but I just don't know how you can walk seven guys per nine and, and be successful the rest of the way. But he's, he's
2: certainly done it for three months and he's been huge. Check this out. He's got a 31.3% K percentage. Yep. Amazing, right? Yeah. Swinging strike uh, rate is 12.9. Nothing yeah, I special.
1: I would have gone or, like 15, 16 or so.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's good. Get, don't get me wrong. It's really good. But it's not like, oh, my gosh. You think like top relievers sometimes they are at 17, 18 yeah. because, you know, they go max a, max effort one inning, yep. et cetera. No, it's 12.9. It's
1: 13. Okay. That's good. That's really good. But, it's one of those things we see with the relievers, like they pitch so little that they just kind of can skate through a half season. And he certainly mm-hmm. has, and I mean the stuff. Like I said, you said the stuff's good. Like there's a lot of there's good stuff, but man, I just I'd be shocked if he doesn't have a couple of really rough outings here at some point.
2: Yeah, you know, at some point he's going to give up a big hit with with these guys that he's walked on base. Exactly.
1: So uh before we get out of here and let you go enjoy the rest of the fourth anybody else you wanted to uh, talk about
2: no uh i think i'm good looking forward Beautiful. to uh a, a full week of baseball and then am looking forward to a week off
1: me too so we will not be uh with you next sunday uh jeff will be traveling and uh we'll be off next week for the all-star break we'll be back at you the sunday after that i think all the rotowire pod- podcasts are off that week right
2: yeah, I might squeeze in a Thursday one, uh, depending on how my I'm working on getting one particular guest, getting their Ooh. schedule lined up. Fancy. Uh, but we'll see. And I might have to push it to the following week, in which case I'll, I'll roll with the Thursday one. So we'll see.
1: Beautiful. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the Fantasy Baseball Podcast, the special July 4th version, Sunday night, uh, Monday morning for you, those of you who listen on the East Coast. We want to thank uh, WinBet for their sponsorship. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet. Hope everybody has a great week. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. We are often on there talking baseball basketball football or maybe uh jeff's got fishbowl starts tomorrow right i better um start to say some football really quick here i suppose
2: yeah it's gonna burn the midnight oil oil i'm sure with the 17 yeah. other things you're burning the midnight oil for i got
1: i got the six pick i'm sure ladenian thomas will be there just take him we'll be good
2: i'm 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 picking six as well we'll have to trade I have
1: to t- who are you who are you taking tell me
2: i don't know i don't even I, I have no earthly idea i'm probably gonna two take uh but.
1: two quarterbacks and like point and a half ppr tight end right
2: yeah, and it, there's like negative points for the bad quarterbacks, so you really yeah, want to get some someone bad. good.
1: I had Daniel Jones last year that hit some bad games.
2: I had good quarterbacks until the playoffs, and then Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson had their worst games at the same week. That was I
1: finished uh, one team short of making the absolute final the last week. I was second oh, place in my division no. in the in the finals there, and I would have had Kamara for his whatever 180-point game the, the final week too. It would have been close to winning. Yeah. I, I had a kind of would have, should have, could have, would have,
2: should have moment too, that you know, the week I, I got knocked out one week, the next week my team went off, yeah. just went crazy. I
1: like, ended up, no I days. took Justin Herbert really late in the draft and I didn't, didn't drop in the first week or two. And that was, that was massive. Yeah. I, I, so, I was just, so did I, I mean,
2: yeah. Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. And then I think I picked up somebody that was good and I forget who it was. And yeah, yeah it worked
1: out. It's a, well. it's a fun form and I'm not into football yet, but I will, it'll be a good, uh, good entry into that. As I start to think about that, but Anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really do appreciate it. We'll be back at you in two Sundays. Hope everybody has a good all-star break and all that and a good fantasy week. Hope uh, your teams are doing well. than that, we'll be back in two weeks. Take care.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.